the Production Expert Podcast with Russ Hughes and Alan Salabank. Well, good evening and welcome to Production Expert Podcast 446. It's the 16th of November 2020. I'm Russ Hughes. I'm Alan Salabank. And I'm Sarah Carter. And we're saying that for the second time because uh, this expert forgot to choose the right channel <laughs> when he hit record. And I we've just done 10 minutes of a show and not rec- and I didn't record it. Anyway, but there we go. So If you uh, want to really cock something up, put sound yeah, engineers yeah. on it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my Skybox, I can't use Sky, I can't use most things like that. Anyway, so uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, it's, it's the beginning of sort of Black Friday month. And in case you didn't know, there's some great deals going on on the site already save up to 75% on Sonox plugins in the seasonal sizzler sale sounds like a sausage ad doesn't it that ends 3rd of December Sonox are offering an unprecedented 75% off some of their most popular plugins with savings of 50% across the board if you don't have Sonox inflator now's the time to get it we also have deals from Avid RSPE UAD and Waves on our deals page these are our talking points and they're sponsored by our friends at Arturia Hello experts and listeners, Pro Tools Expert Talking Points is brought to you with the support of Arturia. Arturia has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects called the AudioFuse Creative Suite is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Follow the link in the podcast article or visit arturia.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use. And so... We're going to try our talking points again. A uh, <laughs> lot of stuff in the news. There was the Apple announcements about the new Apple Macs with the M1 processor. Just to say, we had to kind of toss a coin because we've shortened the show and we wanted to give you the most value. So tonight we're going to concentrate on the most immediate stuff, which is the Avid Pro Tools Carbon and their 2011 release of Pro Tools. But we will be getting onto the Macs. There's a new uh, Mac M1 coming tomorrow uh, for us to test and try and blow up. And uh, we're very intrigued about how it's going to work. Uh, obviously, all the tests in this early stage will be in Rosetta, but let's see where that goes. Anyway, uh, we're, we're kind of fortunate because we, we've had the Carbon interface for over a month in the office, and Alan's also on the beta team of uh, Pro Tools. So uh, we kind of... Alan, so Pro Tools 2020-11. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's obviously the headline features, uh, which is dark mode, which is an absolute godsend for us in post because we all... We live in darkened rooms and darkened caves and, uh, you know, we're very light sensitive and uh, it, it is much easier on the eye when you're doing an eight to ten hour session on it. Um, but they, they they have that also, I mean, they have done an, an awful lot of work under the hood um, with the, a new bounce menu and infrastructure, bringing proper um, video import and export uh, to Catalina users. Um, and I've actually just joined that club um, quite begrudgingly. Br- and um, I have to say, I mean, I did absolutely everything 
against my own advice. Normally my advice would be to do a clean install when doing an upgrade to an OS, never do it in place, never do it mid-project. <laughs> I was faced with an, an issue, I had to do it. And uh, to my absolute disbelief, um, Pro Tools continued working absolutely perfectly all the way through, no hiccups. <laughs> I was absolutely gobsmacked. So, I mean, whether, how much, whether that's sort of saying that finally Catalina's settled down just in time for Big Sur to come out, um, or that Pro Tools is actually now decently good and stable. Um, I, I'm not sure which is, but I would probably gravitate towards the latter. So, um, yeah, they've done an awful lot under the hood um, with a good GPU, with a decent amount of RAM. Uh, this version also, it, it's incredibly responsive. Um, I found my turnover has increased with it. Um, what, financially? <laughs> as in, no, as in turning over. I mean, I'm, I'm in the middle nice. of doing that. That would, that would be an upgrade. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing about uh, four TV hours of mixing in 5.1 and stereo per week at the moment. So that's quite a lot of turnover mm. of, yeah. of mixes. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, little things like how long it takes for the, the graphic user interface to, to respond when you drag a track down, you know, 15 tracks down to a different track from an AAF or so, things like that. What, redraws and, and stuff like that. Yeah, redraws and, um, you know, right-click menu context, how, how fast that comes up. If it comes up instantly, you click it instantly and you get on with the job in process. Yeah. Uh, mm. And that's what I'm finding with this latest version. It's zippy, it's responsive, it, it feels good to use. So there's obviously been an awful lot done under the hood, which um, a lot of people don't really appreciate. They they overlook everything that's gone underneath. And I, and I know for certain that Avid have been working really, really hard to try and get it as um, as consistent for, for, for everybody, whether they're on Windows, whether they're on, on Catalina, Sierra, whatever, you know, so... Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I'm I'm really pleased with that uh, release, and um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of great stuff in it, and I think people should give it a good chance, give it a good chance to break it, and um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it, they will. A, what I was going to say is, people don't underestimate the hard work that it must have taken to re-engineer behind the scenes to make it work with carbon, and not break it when you don't use carbon, because that whole carbon workflow has been built now into Pro Tools. That's a lot of re-engineering of the core engine of Pro Tools to make that work. And, and at the same time, as I say, for people who aren't using a, a carbon interface, for it to continue working as a standard Pro Tools system. So mm. that's a lot of work for the, for the devs to do that. Sarah, mm. any highlights for you? Um, I Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to using... I like the dark mode as well, I guess, because, yeah. Because you know, you're music, a dark person. Yeah. <laughs> music studios, I imagine, are much like post studios. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I've always been a fan of dark mode since it first kind of... Well, even before it came out as being an, an option. Do you remember people used to look into the settings on a Mac to find out to reverse the... Um, uh, the interface, you know, change blacks to whites and things like that in the sort of accessibility menu. So um, I've been a fan of it for a little while. Um, and I don't know if that's because I'm a visual learner. I, I know that about myself. So I, um, I, I take in visual uh, details really well. So I, I really like the look of it. 
Um, the other thing as well, as you said, Alan, it's obviously going to be, it's really kind of easy on the eyes. And um, so it allows you to work consistently across across the days. I mean, now we're getting into the sort of autumn and winter months uh, here in the UK. So there's the, the low light conditions set in a bit earlier than, than they did. And, um, and I find quite quickly my eyes do start to strain when looking at a full brightness or even semi-dimmed screens. So I'm, I'm looking forward to using that. Um, also, because it, it looks much more, it looks more modern, doesn't it? It looks yeah. um, more appeal, visually appealing and it looks as though it's kind of caught up a bit with some of the, the other guys. Well, that's the that odd front. thing. To, I mean, the first DAWs I used, which were Audiophile and DAR Sound Station, they were all dark mode. Yeah. There was and no pl- light mode on them. Come so full for me, it's full circle. Yeah. But Yeah, but that is three decades ago. So it, it's... Yeah. Um, You're showing your yeah. age, mate. Well, you know, <laughs> it's getting increasingly hard not to reveal it these days. I know. <laughs> uh, it's that's interesting. I tell you what, it's a couple of things I was going to bring up. I is is my correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time that Avid have, in, in Pro Tools have done a public beta, which is QuickTime Export. Am I right about that? I can't remember. I can't remember a public beta with Pro Tools before. And I've been using it since 2000. So that's 20, 20 years ago. Alan, can you mm. remember a public beta? Not officially. No, I can't. No, no. This is really useful for, for, for those who have to work with QuickTime workflows. Uh, that QuickTime is back, but as a public beta. Uh, d- d- have you been involved in this, Alan? In the, well, you've been... Yeah, yeah. I mean... Because um, we still have to create QuickTimes, don't we? Whether we like yeah, it or not. And there's other little tweaks as well. We're like, um, uh, well, years ago, I wrote an article for, for Pro Tools Expert um about the when you're working in surround when you did a um a, a bounce to quicktime export in surround it put the channels in the wrong order it put it in the pro tools internal order which is left center right left surround right surround sub um whereas the simpty order the accepted channel order in in quicktimes uh for surround is left right center sub left surround right surround um, which is very important for when your tail end box does its fold down to stereo just yep. to make sure that your dialogues come out the right places and all this sort of stuff. Um, so they, they've changed that as well um, on the export. You can select that to be cor- the, the correct way around for the export. There's been an awful lot of work done. Um, I mean, yeah, I, there's. I, th- I think people um, quite often when... Um, when when developers like Avid get the the rug pulled out from them, which is what happened with the advent of Catalina, I mean there was a dropping of various professional video formats, there's a dropping of thirty two bit programs in in total, uh, which is pretty much unprecedented in in any software up up uh, release. Um, plus, also it's it's really hard to jump to be ready when these when all these new software versions come out it's very hard to actually be ready for it because there's only so much you can work on it with the the developer beta versions of the operating systems and all this sort of stuff and i i really don't i think that quite often it's like you know people go oh come on come on keep up have it keep up 
and they just really don't realise just how much work has gone into the you know be able to cope with this. It's huge. Yeah, Big Sur in particular. I know lots of developers who gave up on the on the beta versions of Big mm. Sur because they'd they they get their software ready for Big Sur on one of the betas. The next beta would break it. The next beta yeah. would fix yeah. it. The next beta would break it. And and so lots of them said, "Listen, we're going to wait for the we're going to wait for the public release and then get our software fixed mm. for it because it's just not doesn't help anyone doing that." Uh, so the other thing, of course, because we've talked about post a lot so far, but the audio to MIDI is great, isn't it? Yes. That's, a, that's a great one. Uh, that's brilliant. Using Melodyne. Well, why not? It's just, just <laughs> genius. Yes. Uh, Julian's got a video coming about that this week. There's also a video on the site from Avid themselves, very short one, but Julian's gone a bit deeper into it. So there's lots of cool features in there. There's also... I also I think people have not quite got this space clips, which obviously which was yeah. actually invented, actually created I think first for the games world where you've got thousands of little tiny clips on the timeline, and if they're all butted against each other, then you're struggling to find them. But even in music applications, you could you could say a kick drum on four, and you could just say spread it across every every fourth beat because you could do it on seconds, you can mm. do it on beats, you could do it on bars. You can do it on Simtica, you can do it on timecode. So I think that's the space clips thing looks a bit kind of, oh, right, okay. But then the more you think about it, it could it's, be quite cool. Yeah, yeah. It's so often the simplest little features that make the biggest difference. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I used it for the first time in dark mode today, actually. And uh, What were your I, impressions of it? I tell you what I do, I think... The bit I like the most is, is the is the waveform colours. I think yeah. the waveforms yeah. look far more. Uh, they're just better. They just it just feel much more modern and they're easier to identify. Uh, so I I did I did look at it and think actually because none of the pictures I I have seen have made the wave made the given uh, given justice to the waveform mm. view. And when, when I opened it today and loaded some tracks on the timeline. The greens just pop, but it doesn't look... My worry was, when I first saw some pictures of it, it looked a bit toyish and a bit cheesy. Yeah, like Fisher-Price. Yeah, it looked a bit Fisher-Price. But yeah. actually, when you use it in the flesh, it's not like that at all. It mm. just feels a much yeah. much more solid. And have you noticed as well, although it's it's dark mode, hasn't, they haven't just flipped the colour. If you look on all the buttons, like the play buttons, they're all mm. squared off, aren't they? Yeah, flat. Things like that. They're flattened. They've mm. flattened the GUI. Mm. So... Uh, yeah, I think, as they say, and I think don't forget for people who have who are partially sighted and have sight issues that dark mode is going to be very useful for them Yeah, uh, and stuff like that. So, of course, then let's I don't know if you want to talk any more. There's obviously there's massive improvements for the uh, for the uh, guys working in Atmos. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. there's a um, bounce mix thing as well where the bounce to disc has disappeared and has been replaced by bounce mix. Yeah, which so, has a whole host of presets now that are available. Yeah, you can, store, you can store user presets on that. Um, they've increased the amount of um, simultaneous bounces you can do. So, I mean, certainly with, um, it used to be 16. You could do 16 separate outputs at once. Uh, I think it's now 24. doesn't sound like a huge increase, but for something like me, where mm. um because I've got to export these uh, documentaries for multiple different destinations, I am uh, doing what every program has an 18 stem export bounce to disk. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but just by introducing, expanding that feature, they have, um, you know, they've halved my 
work yeah. time. And it's all in one, one window now, I understand. All in one window, than, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and again, and there's also a bounce to ADM, which is a um, uh, an Atmos format, uh, an Atmos file interchange format. Um, and that is actually now sort of brought offline bounce, higher than real-time speed, offline bounce into the Atmos world now. Because up mm. till now... Atmos has been a real-time playout. There's oh, no I not, I did not know that. Is that right? Yeah. So if you've got, if you've got a movie, you're, if mm. you're sitting there for three hours, that's each, right. each stem, is yeah. that right? No, no, not each stem. Um, oh, right. You could the, do all, all the, the stems the same playout. Time. Yeah, but there's no, such, there's no such thing really as an, off, uh, as an offline bounce for Atmos. Right. So, um, which, I mean, has its pros and its cons. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, at the moment, uh, it's that that that's made a huge difference, really. I think for um, for Atmos workflow, uh, again, there's there's so many little tweaks in this mm. version, and um, I, I hope I get the love that they they deserve for it because uh, you know well, all, all too often yeah. you get people going, oh, I'm cancelling my subscription. And, you know, oh, hang on yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the surprise then for everybody. But it's amused me that days before the that Carbon arrived, there was, there was even a picture of an interface, and people are going, "I think it's ARA that's coming." And you think <laughs> it's a picture of a bloody interface, you idiot! Have you not <laughs> clocked it yet? Uh, so Julian and Mike had their hands on this. Julian d has done some great work on on this uh, uh, Carbon. Uh, it's it's long overdue. Let's be clear. Uh, I'd like to have seen this a decade ago, but it's here now. Uh, and I, I don't know about the rest of you, but Sarah, have you have you have got your nose into carbon yet and, tr and got your head around it? And, and what do you think? Yeah, I had a little when it, when it was launched. I had a little uh, nosy around to see what the the fuss was about, and I certainly am in the market for a new interface. Um, but I thought I was going to go down the Apollo route. At the moment, I use a PreSonus, the the Studio One Nine Two, yep. which has been around for a, a few years now. And um, to be honest, it's it's more than <clears throat> excuse me, it's more than I need because I just mix. So I thought I would just go down the route and get a, a nice tidy little Apollo twin for the desk. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, the, I I saw this carbon. I thought, gosh, that's a that's that's a good looking piece of equipment and uh looked into it a bit further and it seems to be really really great especially from the angle where it's been sort of built from the ground up with you know self-recording musicians in mind which yeah. is which is awesome from uh from my perspective and and in fact it's it is all it's all about that isn't it it's all about um providing a quick seamless workflow for recording musicians and you know smaller smaller recording facilities and home studios uh, and that's what really struck me about it was the ease of of use where it just seems to me to be just like a one click affair when you're recording to be able to just get this lo the low latency mode up and running when you've got a few um plugins on your track and um what I loved about it was how it sort of go, goes down the chain and all the buses are activated as well if you've got a track that's running through. That's smart, isn't a it? Local, it a creates, local bus. It creates and the then, whole HDX thing all the way down the, yeah. down the chain, doesn't it? So your headphones are 
latency free. Yes, yeah. Um, What I didn't like about it was that it seems as though I I need to upgrade all my AAX plugins to, because I run on native. Yeah. So I would need to update all my AAX plugin to. But they come with it, don't they? You get the ultimate pack. Oh, you mean you mean anything that is pre-bought? Yes, yes, and that that I've already got. So I would I'd need to look at that to be able to fully take advantage of that. Having said that, of course, I just mix. I don't record. Very very rarely will I need to record. So it's not such a big concern for me. So I. To be honest, I think I'm still probably going to go down the Apollo route uh, because that that meets my needs. And this thing is like four thousand dollars. Yeah, it probably street in about three and a half, won't it? Yeah, by the time it streets. And I think when you think about Apollo's offering, which you know, if you were to compare like for like, uh, which I think is the what the X eight P is it? That yeah, that's what we tried to do on the site was to try and get a like for like. Yeah. And then when you start looking at costs, they're not, they're not that far away from each other. That's what I, I thought anyway. So, but what about you? What do you think? Well, Al first, and then I'll tell you mm. the thing that most people I think are missing with this. And then I'll once Al's said his stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in a very similar position to to, to Sarah, um, where I mean, you know, I've got uh, a couple of RME interfaces and a Focusrite Red Sixteen line. Um, running on Thunderbolt and, you know, I've currently got near to zero latency as, as I would call it, mm. uh, monitoring back to my headphones, no problem, uh, mm. running on a USB interface in, uh, as well. Yeah. And the RME's got built in, um, compression, EQ, reverb, all those things. They're not standardized. They're not automatable, controllable from Pro Tools and all this sort of stuff. But what I, what I can't get my head around from a post perspective is how often people actually record with plugins in place. This is what I don't quite get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't quite understand because I, I always thought the idea was to record it clean. Obviously, yeah, you would like some form of, um, if you are using a delay line with your guitar or what have you, or your vocals, it is always good to hear that effect back so that affects your performance and timing but um yeah i i i don't really see uh, an awful lot of use for it in post um i think for, which to be post, fair al it's not aimed yeah. at post is it it's aimed yeah exactly absolutely product. yeah and um i have seen a couple of people asking um, who's saying, you know, I do do music in 5.1. I do do the occasional bit of post-production. Do you think carbon is worth me getting? Now, I, you know, personally, my own viewpoint on it is that I, I, I think it's, um, I, 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 I'm not convinced of the wisdom of this move um i think avid would be better served personally i think avid would be better served by concentrating on software development and not getting into proprietary dsp um anymore uh because you know uh the problems you get are like we experienced last year with the hdx cards with the with the voice limit 
and we're starting to experience problems with the amount of HDX cars you can have. You can't take advantage of HDX to the potential that is available. To, you, know, you can put six or seven in a Mac Pro. You can't actually get six or seven HDX cars worth of performance out of mm -hmm. it, though. No. So um, this is the trap. This is the dead end. And this is why I think uh, the likes of Avid should leave DSP to third parties that make it universally available. I mean, it also it seems a bit of a contradiction that while Avid surfaces the vision is busy making sure that the S1, the S3, the S4, the S6, Avid Control works across all DAWs and non-linear editors, mm. Avid Audio are doing the opposite. Mm. So mm. this is what I don't really get my... I, I, this is what I can't really quite understand about it. Um, it's not a criticism as such. It's just a sort of a confusion from my end. Of, a head-scratching really moment. Yeah, mm. it's a head-scratching moment for me. Perhaps it would have made more business sense for Avid to look at the small, you know, the 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 bedroom producer, if you like. And well, there's, there's a reason they haven't, though. Oh, what's that? The price is a message. Okay. And the yeah. message, the message for Avid is that basically, I've got to be careful here. I'm not saying they're not interested in that market anymore, mm. but where the real market is for Avid is in the post world, is in the high-end music world. Yes, And there's yes. a lot of people fighting for that lower space of the aspiring bedroom producers, all those, yeah. the hobbyists, all kinds of stuff. And Avid tried it. We know that. We've been here a decade and they yeah. tried to do the whole M-Box thing, M -box, all those yeah. kind of things, tried to go after that market and just couldn't compete. And so right. it makes more sense for them to be aiming at – my view on this is a simple one. I just put – I tried to find the cheapest possible route to get HDX. I've just been to Sweetwater. I'm on their site now. And the cheapest way I can do it is to buy an Avid Omni, which is an old interface, mm -hmm. and one HDX card. That comes to $8,300. Yeah. So what this is about is that some, is somebody who is determined to go the HDX Pro Tools route – this is a cost of entry product. This is yeah. now for $4,000, which is half the cost of entry that if you went the old, the, the old route, because the, the real route now is MTRX Studio, really, and a HDX card, and that's going to take you to nearly ten grand. So yeah. Pro Tools Carbon, for the, for the music producers that are making a few quid out of music, this isn't for the Spotify gang. This isn't, yeah, this isn't for yeah. any of those. This is for people who are making money from music or a small music studio. It's got four headphone sends that are discreet, stuff like that. It means yeah. when you're tracking a band in your small studio mm. or you've got a little record deal, those kind of things. I'm not saying that in a patronizing way, but if you've got if you've got a few quid and you want to work in a Pro Tools world where you've got a yeah, HDX yeah. workflow, then the cost of entry is halved going down this road. Yes. That's what I think this is about. HDX, they're still into. They're still making HDX chips. So it's got HDX chips inside it. So in a sense, the, the, the dev part, the, the chip part, that wasn't hard. And, and if we're honest, they're all going down. The, so if you look at uh, UAD, are in a similar stage. They, they, mm. they, they have a situation where they're sitting on shark chips. And at some point, that's going to have to change, like Apple have with their computers. That, that Alan's mm. right. The DSP route is always a route to some to obsolescence at some point yeah whether it's in computers or in audio and so if people are going to choose a dsp solution 
then Protol's carbon halves your cost of entry. So I think in a way that's a smart move. Yeah, so, but it has but it has technically got half, less than half the power of an HDX card though. It has, but the truth is that if, as I say, if you want to track at no latency, which this yeah. offers, then your cost of entry is half the price than if you had. Because the truth is, let's be honest, most of us don't mix with DSP plugins anymore. We mostly we mostly mix with 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 native stuff, won't we? So I've I've been I had an Omni and a card I've had I've been down the Omni card route and I sold it all and I'm a native guy, uh, I'm using an Ensemble uh, Apogee Ensemble, mm, mm. Uh, and I've also got an Apollo on my desk, uh, which which is there as well if you want to sort of work in a sort of UAD workflow, uh, but RME do amazing drivers that give you virtually zero latency. Uh, mm. The Apogee drivers are good. Uh, the Presonus drivers are good as well. So there's quite a lot of work being done on drivers to mean that most of us don't need this solution. Well, let us know in the comments what you think. Uh, carbon, yes. Carbon, no. Uh, Pro Tools 2011, what do you think of that as well? There's a lot, as Alan says, there's a lot more than just a dark mode to it. I think that's kind of the headline that people are touting, but you get far more than you normally would uh, with some releases. Anyway, so competitions throughout November the, with the support of Accentize, we are offering you the opportunity to win one of three prizes, the Complete Bundle, Speech Restoration Bundle, or the D-Room Pro. Uh, uh, and go over to uh, this page today and you can enter or over to our win page and our friends at Universal Audio are giving away an Apollo Twin X quad interface plus a UAD custom 3 bundle worth over £1,500 that's about $97,000 with the exchange rate uh, to one lucky winner note this competition ends on November the 20th so you haven't got long so check out our win page for more uh, prize draws if you've ever tried to do interviews over the internet with apps like Skype you will know how hit and miss the audio quality and connection can be and even on a good day it isn't really good enough for a long-form interview. We now use Source Connect Now which offers ISDN equivalent quality audio using a Chrome browser. No software to install. To get your free account follow the link in the podcast notes. Let's get on to Find of the Week. This is sponsored by RSPE Audio Solutions. RSPE Audio is up and running remotely. Their team is set up and working from the safety of their homes and their sales staff are available by phone, live chat or email to receive and process orders. They have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio and ensure you can continue to work from home. If there is anything they can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out or shop online at rspaudio.com. Plus, of course, the link is in the podcast notes. Sarah, what's your find of the week? Yes, my find of the week um, is a website that came recommended to me as a source for, th for free video assets. Um, and I went and had a look. It's called mixkit.co. And it's a really nice looking site and it offers free video assets. And they are, I've had a look at most of them and they're all really usable, really good looking uh, sort of motion graphics and templates. Um, and for me, who's kind of starting out in video, that they, it looks all really good professional stuff. And I think it's well worth having a look at. They've got a nice, a nice selection of stock video um, and stock music, all royalty free. Uh, you might need to check the uh, licensing on, on some of them just to make sure you're not doing anything wrong. 
But apart from that, I, I think it's a, a really great site. And there's actually, they've got, um, it's not just that, they've got sound effects on there as well. And it's all free. You don't get confused by putting thing, listening to things and thinking you're getting something free when you're not. Um, so I, I quite like that. So, yeah, I think it's well worth a look. And you're not getting spammed to death by them? No. No, oh, I good. didn't. No, I set up, I, I think I set up an account and, you know, oh, welcome email yeah. and that was it. Yeah, so, sometimes, sometimes these kind of free assets, so you, you then yeah. get 15 emails oh. a day, don't you? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah. to me, it doesn't, I, I can't see what they're selling, if anything, probably maybe advertising or something, but even then there wasn't a lot of that. So, um, yeah, check, check cool. it out. Oh, what's your, it's not on our list, but is it in your head? What's your uh, final Yes, yeah, sorry, yes, I, I sort of got distracted there. Um, and uh, yes, well, actually, it's, it is a distraction. Um, because, I mean, I've been churning through, you know, this uh, 70 hours of crime documentaries, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, eight to 10 hours a day of, and then he chopped her up into little pieces, poured her into an acid bath and then fed her to <laughs> her cousin. Well, this is um, what you've been working on. <laughs> yes. So, What's this, uh, Bo- Boris Johnson's diaries? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, the, 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 and the funny thing is, is um, that when you're doing so much of this style of work, it, it does sort of have a bit of an effect on, on your mental health. Um, yeah. yeah, but you, you know, every day you're seeing people committing atrocities on other people, yeah. and you're thinking, uh, you get to the point where you're going, oh, just, oh no, 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 no I can't be, I don't want to even listen to it, <laughs> which is what I've got to do. So um, I dug out my uh, Riga Planer Three um, oh. turntable, mm. uh, which has got a lovely tone arm on it. It's got a lovely uh, cartridge on it, um, but. For some reason, I just I was just feeling underwhelmed by it. I, I I wasn't getting how I remembered. I mean, I've got some vinyls which are like 45, 50 years old, and I just wasn't hearing them the way that I remembered hearing them the first time. And uh, so I I just happened upon a, a local Facebook uh, advert for a, a very old, a 45-year-old uh, Pioneer PL12D turntable. And uh, it was going for pennies, you know. And so I went and got it, put it on, put on a record that I thought, you know, I, I thought obviously the stylus is going to be knackered. Uh, so I just put on a record that I really didn't care for. And I was just blown away. <laughs> and it's been a really revelatory moment for me. Um, and then, so then I looked up on how to make, you know, get all the faults fixed. And obviously we're in lockdown now. So, you know, I couldn't just take it around to somebody who knows how to work all these things. I had to do it all myself, take all the bushes out the motor, take apart the spindle bearing, all this sort of stuff. But it has, it has proved such a wonderful distraction from the day to day. I just, when I'm bouncing out one of these episodes, I lean over, <clears throat> select a piece of vinyl by random, put it on the turntable, go through all the rigmarole of cleaning it, <laughs> checking that the, the, the weight is right and all this sort of stuff, drop the needle, relax for 20 minutes. Yeah. And 
and it's 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 proved an absolute lifesaver. And I would recommend this course of action to anybody. If you are going through a huge workload, a very intense workload, take time out for yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because otherwise you will just go mad. Mm. Uh, especially nowadays where you're working from home, you're maybe not working in a team, you haven't got the coffee bar, the water cooler moment, all that sort of thing. Now is the time to really look after your mental health. Give yourself a break. Give yourself some relaxation. And that's my find of the week, definitely. Brilliant. Amen. And that's mm. my find of the week, strangely enough, Alan, is uh, there's a show on Netflix right now called The Queen's Gambit. It's oh, about, yes. it's about a, a female chess player. You would think what Who'd the hell thought? would make that interesting. Yeah. It's one of the best shows I've seen this year. It's absolutely brilliant. The styling of it is great. The story is great. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy is great in it. The whole cast is great. It's just beautifully scripted, beautifully acted, beautifully shot, beautifully... Uh, Everything's beautiful about it, and it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, and so, if you're a Netflix uh, subscriber, then I, you've seen it, Sarah. <laughs> I have. It's on the list imminently. Oh, I'm about yeah. to start watching it for a joke. Because then I put on Facebook. Don't, the other night, yeah, don't give me any spoilers. You no, know, for a joke on Facebook the other night, I put uh, what What are people's favourite ch- favourite TV yes. shows about chess? And <laughs> 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 wait, seeing if anybody would get the joke. Because, because, like, who, if you imagine pitching that to a TV exec, yeah, yeah, it's about a girl who plays chess, and he'd go, right, get your coat. But he absolutely is going to be. It's the it's it's the hit show of the year. I think it's seven episodes as well. It's not it's not drawn out over 55 episodes. Mm. Uh, also, The Crown is back this week, which is another oh, brilliant yes. show on Netflix. Well, yes. <laughs> if I sound a bit tired, it's because the wife and I binge-watched the entire of the did you? Oh, did you? season just, I just watched... I, it's now in my area where I was growing up, and I just watched the yeah, one, exactly. first one yes. yesterday on Matt Batten, and that was just it, absolutely quite moving. Yes, uh, yeah. And so the oh, whole... Yeah. Sh- the whole the whole, yeah, Netflix uh, has, has given us our sanity through lockdown, I think. But yeah, Anna Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, watch it. And like Alan says, forget audio, forget buying plugins, forget all of that stuff and mm-hmm. forget your work And because uh, we need it. And so that's, that's get lost in that show. Mm. Uh, and and, and on, on, on that very relaxating entertainment, which is what we do this for, really, isn't it? We do this for those kind of shows. This is We, we make this stuff, so it's nice when we actually enjoy it too. So on that, it's good night from me. It's good night from me. And it's good night from me. Good night. <laughs>